streaming live soon. Good morning. We're uh, beginning chapter 5 of Leviticus. And we're going to deal with the trespass offering. This is really important to understand the cross. Because if you understand the cross and the work of the cross, what Jesus has done for us, then you're able to overcome a lot of concepts that are totally wrong in terms of sin. I'm interested in that in order to help you and understand this more deeply. And I'm also eager to learn myself as to what really God is doing in me. Now there are four principles in this all these offerings. The first one is the principle of substitution. When the offer brought his particular animal to the altar, it took the place of the offer. So, so the animal took the place of the offer, the guy who is bringing the gift. The animal takes place. It's called substitution. The second is the principle of identification. As the offerer placed his hands on the head of the animal, he confessed his sins. The sin of the offerer was therefore transferred to the substitute, which became sin. In this case, the animal. This is the principle of substitution. As Christ died on the cross for our sins, He took our sins and became the substitute. Now the fourth principle here, it's called the exchange of life. And I, uh, I think it's a good one. Uh, We're talking about the meaning of atonement. What really is atonement? When the animal died as a substitute, bearing the sin life of the offer, thereby effecting an exchange of life. The offer could now have a new life. Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But that's simple. That's said and done. It's simple, but we don't treat it that way. This way, if you have been in a sinful life, there's more condemnation than grace upon you. Because, in other words, it's going to take years to clean your mind and your conscience of what has happened. And what I'm saying to you is that when the offer uh, experiences this substitution, the animal takes the sin, the offer now could, can have a new, brand new life in Christ. We're new creatures, as Paul says. Now, I want you to consider these four aspects of sin, because the cross covers all of them. Jesus was the substitute on the cross for our sins. And it started with him coming to God, bringing an offering. Notice this. The identification principle uh, is when, before he slaughters the animal, he puts his hand, his hands on the head of the animal and transfers the sin, his sin, into the animal. 
as we put our trust in Jesus, He transfers our guilt, our sin, like it, like it never done, like it's never been done. It disappears. There's no condemnation forever. And you are totally, completely clean, which, which is what the cross is all about. And then the exchange of life. When the, when the animal died as a substitute, bearing the sin life of the sinner through the identification, the animal gave his, his, his life. And so there's exchange of life. The life of the offer and the life of the animal. There's an exchange of life to where now the offer could now have a new life. And we got to understand this because it's very important. Now, the Israelites in the wilderness, some of them were just not really, uh, didn't respond. No concern about this. They became agnostics, turning to pagan deity because they couldn't feel it, the, uh, the aspect of the cross. And so, God instituted the sacrificial system to bring the cross so you and I could understand what happened at the cross. Some became ritualistics. Ritual. You understand? Through ritual, you can be in the presence of God, but if you don't come to the cross, you'll never be forgiven. But then some internalized the principle and began to know and understand the system of substitution, identification, death of the substitute, and then the exchange of life. They, they, they understood. They knew that there was something powerful about that because God was forgiving their sins. And God actually forgave their sins. So, question is, where are you now? What have you done with this principle? What is your understanding of the cross? Why do you carry a sin in your life to a point to where there is no substitute at all. When you do that, you deny the cross, you deny Jesus. And anyone who raises their hand against a sinner and condemns that sinner is in danger of judgment. Why? Because it's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict. Let's say if I have a sin and you keep on condemning me, harassing me, abusing my, 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 my person, okay, uh, you're simply saying, I have no right to come to the cross. This is a serious thing. And so, so the, it was necessary for the Israelites to look forward to the cross, to see the Messiah dying for their sins. There were people like Isaiah 53 that understood and communicated and shared and God blessed them abundantly. If you study Isaiah 53 for just a moment, I'm going to read to you Isaiah 53 just a bit. Uh, it says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form, no com com comeliness. And when we shall see Him, there is no beauty that we should desire Him. 
but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised from our iniquities. The chest time of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So, the Lamb of God who took the sins of the world is our hope, but Israelites quite... The, the truth is that all, of, all the families died. During the four years in the Median Desert, Israel was dissipated. Joshua and Caleb are the two that survived. The two families. So when you look at uh, the believers in those days, the, the Israelites, those who believed in what God was trying to do, while some were more spiritual people, like Isaiah, most became believers simply by putting obedience in what Moses had spoken. Moses brought them into conviction. From the human point of view, they found salvation from their sins, but from God's point of view, their sacrifices were ratified through one supreme sacrifice in the coming of the Messiah. <coughs> and so, let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. And uh, I want to read a, a verse to you. It will bless you. Uh, go into uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Amen. There it is. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. It says, But this man, the priest Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for the sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. It's simply saying that Jesus don't have to die again. One sacrifice did it for everybody. One against billions. So the power of the cross, without being understood, becomes ineffective. And then the new definition of what sin is becomes ineffective because Jesus said it's finished. The work of the cross is finished. Now the guilty offering, the trespass offering that we're talking about today was required when someone committed a violation. Go into, uh, go into Leviticus again, uh, especially 5.15. And I'll read it to you. It says, If a soul commit a trespass or the guilty offering and sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring for his trespass unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flock and do financial restitution to the priest. The sins were interesting. A trespass offering is completely different from the burnt offering and the peace offering and, the, and of course, uh, all the other offerings. Because it could become a misappropriation or denial of another. It's a, a rightful act that's supposed to take place, but it didn't. When you were convicted of it, when a sin can be, could be assessed for monetary compensation, the offender, the person that offended, had to bring not only the ram for the guilt offering, 
but also compensation. Property like silver, plus 20% of a fine. Leviticus 5.16 talks about, He shall make amends for the harm that he has done in the holy things. Notice that a trespass offering is a sin against God first. Always against God. And then you have to deal with the human part. And so, if you confess your sins directly to God, He's just and faithful to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, this, this, this uh, 1 John divides in two parts. If you confess, is the confession to God of your sin. And then, the healing that the confession creates in your life. Because confessing cleans. Confession heals. Confession gives you a new life. Now this is a principle that is effective on your life and my life every single day. So every morning when I get up, I just say, God, I sinned against you. I want you to forgive me. And I ask in the name of Jesus that you cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I tell you, uh, uh, it's amazing how when you deal with this verse uh, in, in, in 1 John, you, you begin to understand that, that confession is directly related to, to healing, to restoration. Now, there are in, in Leviticus 5 several trespasses that God mentions. And of course, uh, between verses 14 and 16, it covers it all. 5. Leviticus 5. 14. Let's take a look what really God thought was a trespass offering. Take a look at this. The first was misappropriation of a sacred property. Misappropriation of a sacred property. Well, I'll give you an example. Okay, part of the, part of the burnt offering is done. And uh, then you have to... Uh, Pick up a piece, the priests eat the, the, the meat. Well, after he finished eating, he just throw behind his back the rest of it on the ground. That's a, that's a misappropriation of sacred thing. Because the meat itself of the bull was holy. God, God uh, 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 received that burnt offering. So, so mis- that sacred property means in service, suspected transgression, a divine command, violation of others' property rights. So, so the common occasion of the guilt offering or the trespass offering was an offense that caused damage or loss whether intentional or unintentional or deliberate either against God or against men. Now, when, when verse 14 and 15, 16 of Leviticus begin to deal with this, we're talking about now relationship with others. Because you see, this appropriation of sacred things like the, the altar, remember, on the consecration of the priests in Leviticus chapter 8, God says to Moses to pick up oil and go inside of the tent of the meeting and anoint everything, every single piece of, of, of furniture, every single piece that, that supported the brazen altar, all the tools, all of it. You know, you talk about knives. You've got to have a knife in order to slaughter the animals. There were hundreds of knives. Those things that belong to God, uh, to, 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 to stir the coal inside of the fire, those long poles to stir the coal. Those are holy things of God. Now, 
what is it that uh, what is it that uh, that applies to today? Okay, uh, I'll tell you an example, a story. It's a real story. I was allowed. I was. I was asked to preach a revival, in South Georgia. I got up there about Friday night, Saturday night, beginning Sunday morning. And the next thing I have was two men inside of the fellowship hall, alone ten other men and women. They were on the floor fighting, fighting each other. I mean, they're talking about fist fighting. Okay. Of course, you know, I knew I had a, a need to, to deal with it. And I went to my room really bothered. I said, God, Jesus, man, that's terrible. People fighting. I didn't want. I didn't let them see me. Well, the next morning, about four o'clock, five o'clock, the the truck began to make noises up there, and men and talk. And that church. I was in the hotel overlooking the church way down there, and the church was on fire, burning. I can see the flames coming out of the windows. And the whole thing was that they want to do something in the chancel area. They wanted to. Uh, to remodel the chancel area. But somebody, grandmother, built the chancel area and paid for it. So so, so it created an offense to these men, and they went to fight because they don't want nothing to be touched. Well, when God saw their fighting physically inside of the church, they desecrated the altar. They desecrated the church, the temple of God. So what you're going to see in the coming days, the coming futures, as, as these churches are splitting among themselves due to things that are inappropriate to be done inside of the altar, that the church itself are going to be the terribly... It's everything that can break will break. Everything that will be dilapidated will be dilapidated. In other words, there will be enough, not enough money to take care of that building because God will bring it down to nothing. means the sanctuary of the Lord... When you dismantle the sanctuary, it's still the house of the Lord. So, a trespass offering deals with uh, 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 sacred property. Service unto the Lord. Others' property rights. So, so, the common occasion of the trespass offering was an offense that caused damage, lost, unintentional, or intentional. Uh, either against God and against men. I hope you're getting something out of this. And one of the things I hope you remember is that when you hurt somebody, when you when you do something against a brother or sister, you need to ask forgiveness. And if you ask forgiveness, then you, you are released from that accusation. And, and 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 I've tried to do that in my life. That if I hurt someone or did something wrong, uh, uh, I simply ask forgiveness. So the first category of sins requiring the, the price price offering is things that are unintentional. Misappropriation of the Lord's things. That's the first one that this offering does. Now let's take a look. Uh, let's take a look of... Uh, of the next. It could be also improper use of the flesh eaten by worshipers after the fellowship offering. Misuse of the holy things of God, the grain, the sin, the guilty offerings, uh, 
were reserved for, for priests alone. Failure to present God do gifts of sacrifice, tithes, first fruit offerings, things dedicated to God. Failure to fulfill the dedicatory vows, number 6, 11. Or deprivation of service due to the Lord, Leviticus 14, 24. That is a trespass offering. Notice now that it uh, has to do with the operation of what God said to them needs to be done. Oh, the prescribed animal for the trespass offering was usually a ram. Without defect, of course. But a male lamb in the case of a cleansed leper. Or in the reconsecration of a defiled Nazarite. Number 612. The ram had to be of the proper value in silver. Worth at least two shekels. So you bring the animal and you bring two shekels. And in that would make your sin forgiven. Remember, this is the first time. The beginning, because you have the, the Mosaic Covenant. And it is one of the first covenants in the Bible. There are seven covenants. And, uh, and all these offerings will begin to be instituted by the Lord. And the Lord wanted to make sure that His holy things, the utensils of the tent of the congregation, were dealt with carefully. Now, in my case, I've, uh, as an evangelist, created certain ways to observe that. I remember I went into a church and the bathroom of the church was so bad, was so dirty that I couldn't use it. I had to go back to the hotel and uh, that really hurt my feelings. I went into another church to where under the pulpit were chewing gum, were trash. It was the dirtiest pulpit I have ever seen in my life. I remember. The first thing I did is went back to a shopping center bought some trash bags and I put everything inside of the bag and filled it up and presented to them on Sunday morning and thought about the house of God and property rights and the law of trespassing. The law of trespass offering. I, I, I remember that that church gave me some money as an offering and still sent offerings. It's been 40 years. Now let's take a look at uh, a little more. I hope you're getting something out, out of this. Uh, let me go to uh, 5.17.19. Let me read it to you. 5.17. And if a son sins and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commands of the Lord, though he wished it not, yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity. So sins here committed by ignorance will have the same negative result as sins committed knowingly. Presently, to the greater extent, there, there, this refers to believers who do not understand the cross, who do not understand sanctification, and thereby attempt to live for God all the wrong ways. This constitutes sin because whatsoever is not a faith, is sin. I hope that uh, you'll be able to, uh, this morning, to receive some help about this. I talk about property rights, and uh, I'm going to stop in just a moment. 
But I want to spend uh, at least five minutes in prayer. I'd like for you to lift your hands uh, uh, and, and, and repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, to forgive my sins of trespassing against others. If I took advantage of someone's property, if I took advantage of someone's rights, if I offended my God by belittling His sanctuary, belittling what belongs to Him, oh God, I ask You to forgive me. I ask You to forgive me, Lord, if I trespassed against a brother or a sister, sinning against them. I ask You, Lord, that You forgive me. I ask You, Lord, that I'll be able to receive forgiveness from that person or I will attempt to come to that person asking for forgiveness. I ask You, Lord Jesus, that Your Holy Spirit will cleanse my soul today. Cleanse my soul from those things that I have raised up against You, Lord. In the areas of holy things, property tax, benefits, and restitution. Oh, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that You have mercy upon my life. I offer myself to You today, Lord, asking You that in all the days that I live, I will follow the pattern of these scriptures and be able to retain forgiveness for those that I have offended in one way or the other, or I offended You, O oh God. Father, I'm so blessed of You. I thank You, Lord Jesus. I thank You, Father, for forgiving my sins, for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. Oh, Lord, I ask You, Lord, that uh, I'll be able to have strength and, 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 and boldness and clarity of thought to continue our ministry, Lord, and to move toward Peru and Cuba and Brazil. And, and, Lord, I thank You for this new country, Lord, that You are sending to us uh, in Europe. We pray, Lord, that... Uh, that uh, we receive a blessing from that church in France, Lord, as we begin to prepare for our 2023 trip to France and be with a bunch of Holy Spirit people who I am inviting us. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy, your kindness, your goodness, Lord. And I pray, God, that uh, those that are listening to me this morning, those that are under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that you'll be able to receive forgiveness for your trespasses against God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Brilha a luz que é no meu viver. 